Constant Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. And we brought friends. We brought friends for Valentine's Pod. It's a couple pod. Featuring a couple of couples. Uh, to my left is... Catherine. Ooh. And Catherine. to my right is... Dan. <gasps> oh. Danny Dan. I already feel like we're annoying everybody. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the point of couple pod? Well, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, Brie, or whenever we're releasing this will be yeah, probably uh, tomorrow. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I don't have much Valentine's to celebrate with Dan, so. So if you're single, What's that mean? <laughs> jokes. Oh, okay. We're going out for dinner. Are you? Well, you... tomorrow. Where are you gonna go? To... We're gonna go to the lake house. Oh my, Dan. It's pretty where, delicious. Where are we going, Nick? We're going nowhere, man. Yeah. I suppose if your kids could watch themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, should we just leave the kids by themselves? We could do that. They could fend for themselves. For a day. I mean, how hard could it... I mean, how bad could it get? We'll lock the knife drawer. There you go. Or leave it open and let the kids sort <laughs> it out for themselves. Dun -dun 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 -dun. Your son would for sure murder everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're worried about Cooper. Just like, <laughs> it's just like Highlander. There can only be one. Yeah. He's holding Mackie's head in. <laughs> Look what I did. Ah! She's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we did this. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, it's, uh, oh yeah, it's the struggle, the constant struggle, and um, that's the name of the podcast. The conceit here was that uh, it's it's not just me and you who struggle, Brie. No. Oh. No, -uh. everybody around us has to struggle, <laughs> and that's why you guys are here. Yay! Dan smiling audibly, uh, inaudibly. Inaudibly. If you get the mic right up there, and you can hear it smile. Mm. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be cool if you could hear that. Bing. Uh, the cat is eating your plant. No. Oh. oh, that's fine. Joey, we're at we're actually at my house, and Bree brought her cat with her. Yeah, she comes with me wherever I go. Really? You bring Jelly a lot of places? No, just if we're going to be gone somewhere for more than like two days. Okay. And Actually, I guess we're going to be... I don't know. We included this as part of the... Anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. Regardless, she's with us. Jelly came in a travel bag that I didn't know was a travel bag for animals, and I almost dropped her on the floor. It's a struggle to be a cat. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Nobody struggles more than the cat. I don't know. I think it's some different. dogs have it pretty bad. After Michael Vick's house. Ooh. True. That's going back. Truth. Yeah, but still, I think close back. enough of a, in people's memory. Just because it's old doesn't mean it's not true, Dan. It's maybe truer to... <laughs> no, no, that doesn't work either. equally as true. Yeah, it's still the same level of truthness. So. Yeah. What's it like to be partnered up with an, a struggling artist? Damn. It is exhausting. <laughs> it's not exhausting. It's fun. You do all the hard work. <clears throat> wow. Excuse me. Did you just turn into an elderly smoking man? <laughs> <laughs> you do all the work. Your struggles have aged me. <laughs> I'm old. I feel like this is going to sound like couples therapy, except there's no professional in the room. <laughs> Free for all. Yeah. So like couples therapy? Oh, burn. Yeah, burn. On that profession. What do you mean by that? By what? Oh, I didn't mean anything. It seemed like a good thing to say. Oh, but you were like... <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a struggle. You, you, you were doing all the work. 
and I see you when you're done said work. So it is good. And I Great. Well, we thought yeah. this podcast was going to last like an hour, but That's Dan it. Yeah, we're it gonna... pretty quickly. I summed it up. Yeah, I guess there's not a lot of struggle then. Um, well, for you guys, there wouldn't be because it's like you share an apartment. We do share an apartment. and But um, it's a small apartment, so sometimes I'm like, I want to work. And Dan's like, I'm watching CNN. Oh, where do you do your working? Right at the desk next to CNN? Exactly. Well, we, sometimes CNN is noisy. That, that was a struggle. Do we have a dining room? Or no. do we have a work An office? office? Exactly. Yeah. Is so, there no room in the bedroom? No, there is, but I like, I like to watch Moonshiners at full volume. <laughs> what yeah. Moonshiner? Oh, oh the, it's, the it's Hillbillies. It's the greatest the, show yeah, yeah. ever. <laughs> it's the greatest show ever. Does it help to have it a full volume? It does. Because, Do you hear the whiskey brewing? Because if you hear a, a, a stick oh. crack, like somewhere, it could be the law. The federalities. Just coming in on them. <laughs> and they have to get their liquor and they have to leave. It's a good point, though, because sometimes, like, you don't want to mix, like, watching TV in bed too much with, like, like sometimes, like, I can't watch TV in the bedroom or I won't be able to sleep. Just, like, I don't want to bring my work into the bedroom or I won't be able to sleep. I need to do my work and my entertainment outside of the bedroom. The bedroom has to be a place where I sleep, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> Like yeah, back. we've never gone for the TV in the bedroom just because I'm worried that the TV would be on all the time. I think a lot of people do that. Eh? They keep the TV on as their white noise kind of oh, thing. Oh, your mom does that. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, think I had a roommate a, who did that's that. That's an anxious yeah. thing, I think. Is it? I don't yeah. know, man. I'm anxious and I don't do that. Idle hands, idle thoughts. Oh, I can't. Idle, idle, I need, idle. like, if I have, like, TV on when I'm trying to get stuff done, I get so distracted. If you're a white noise kind of person, today is one of the greatest times in history to be that i just find it so distracting it's not really white noise but, but they're got, actually like, speaking they've got this 12 hour long tape of the enterprise bridge sounds that'd like, be super uh, i guess you can just get nyan cat in the background what's that no. they're like cat that's a pop tart, the pop -tart with the rainbow, rainbow. Out of oh oh my god no wait is the rainbow coming out of its butt i thought it was riding a no, it's coming out of its butt good lord you Jeez. would just go on a psychotic killing spree after five hours probably Catherine, what do you have to say? I don't know. Um, first time podcaster, often listener. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I don't know. Like it's it's a bit of a struggle, you know, living with an aspiring writer, and but it works okay. You yeah, you're very accommodating with watching the kids and stuff when I'm having to go out to various pre shows. You yeah, you have a, obviously an extra two layers that you have to deal with named Mackenzie and Cooper. Yeah, they're each a layer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like like if, if I have to, you know, work on a thing, it's not like I have to make anybody dinner first. You know yeah. what I mean? But the starting point is just getting the kids dealt with. And then a lot of your writing is happening in the evening. So in reality, your struggle is balancing your writing next to looking after the kids. It's not really you and I. Well, yeah, it is, because you and I don't get any time together. No, well, that's true. That's true. Which like... is really good for a marriage, actually. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, why do you think Dan has a house in St. There <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> I think it depends on the relationship, though. I think if we weren't such good friends from the very start of our relationship, 
I think it could be really challenging because that's the thing that goes entirely is our time together. Like, you know, during the week you're writing. Yeah. I'm like, you know, getting stuff ready for the next day or doing the family tree or <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's doing recently other discovered ancestry.com.ca.uk.ireland. Oh, <laughs> Your mom again. Something your mom's sister. Oh, uh, she wants. Uh, there's like uh, a voucher available for her birthday. She just won't stop going on about Amazon. I mean, no, uh, yeah, you know, tree. I, I, I think that she, she's like clinging on to some sort of a hope that she's gonna find some uh, money. Like I'm related to somebody regal, and we're just like, no, mom, it's yeah, it's not not how that works. It's not. (laughs) It's not how it works. You might find out you owe somebody money. Yeah, that's a good point. It's more fun for the stories and just seeing where you come from. Mm. You know. Yeah, it's been cool. It's been really cool. It's been awesome. Like, oh, I always feel like a bit of a fraud saying that I'm Scottish. Because my accent's so English. But then doing the family tree, I'm realizing how incredibly Scottish I actually am. You're pretty Scottish. <laughs> yeah, totally. So my accent's just a byproduct of, of where I went to school. That makes sense. But a lot of people think I'm from Buffalo. That's because you talk like that on purpose. I don't talk like that on purpose. All right, Bree. And because you carry chicken wings around with you. <laughs> They're delicious. You, you never know when you might need one. They come in handy. It's a good bargaining chip. How do you think we met? I was hungry. <laughs> But do you think, like, because when you guys met, you already knew that Nick was uh, into, like, artsy things. I'd say I was more fartsy than artsy. <laughs> but, I mean, do you think, like, if it... Because for a while you weren't writing. No, for, like, all of our marriage <laughs> up until, like, three years ago. But that's how we hooked up, because I was writing as well. Yeah. And we were both writing. And we went to bars and wrote poetry and... Oh, oh no, God! Completely lame. It's all true. Alcohol involved, and but I think that's probably what the difference is. And my not to turn it on me, but my life has gone in a different direction. Oh, you can like totally I've turn it on a, you. Me and Bree talk about us all the time. This is good to have other people. Well, I've I've got a really fulfilling career, and that coupled with the kids, and that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know I I don't have the time or the mental energy to write, so. I've almost decided that it's not for me, but maybe that makes it easier for me to see where you're at because it could have been me, you know? So are you upset at all that you're not doing the writing? No, No, it's a choice. Like I could have, I think I could have done it, but I wanted to have kids and I'm in a really good job. So yeah, you like your job. Yeah, you're fulfilled at work. Exactly. Which a lot of people aren't. Um, yeah, especially sitting right here next to the microphone. Yeah. Oh, and Dan. <laughs> mm. So that that helps, right? Like, so you don't resent the time that he spends working on it. But you also said it helped for your like anger, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I think it had been uh, just one of the things that simmers my anger. Like, not having written for so long uh, and just feeling like, oh, I'll get around to it sooner or later, but I got to watch this episode of Battlestar Galactica first. Or, right. you know, just not doing anything to progress it and going out drinking instead. Mm. So now that I'm doing it, it actually feels like I'm taking charge of my life, kind of. 
Does it help that she's the most organized woman in the world? <laughs> Does she keep you on track? That is a huge help. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right? like, isn't it? But the, the, I mean, you end up benefiting from different well, a, aspects of your relationship, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's some. It's good, but I really do need to organize myself more and not just rely on Captain for doing that. So, right. but yeah. it's give and take. Like seriously, if it wasn't for you, we would never be in clean clothes. <laughs> I am the laundry master. And he's like got a th- he's got issues with it too. If I dare to do it, oh, he'll run up the stairs and take over. <laughs> no, no, I got it. If I put something in the machine, what went in the machine? What went in the machine? Oh, just some college clothes. It's funny what? that you say that because Pam, I think, is the same way, and I feel like I am the same way. Really? How many shirts did our parents destroy of yours? Well, Dan, I asked. I him say to, our parents. Dan asked. I asked him to do the laundry once, and he oh, took God. it all. It was like entirely wool sweater. <laughs> put it in the dryer and now it won't even fit on my hand so i'm like you can't you cannot do that anymore Uh, epic play dan and then your your brother's like you could wear like a half top all all the chicks are wearing these half tops now my my brother's a problem solver yeah exactly (laughs) i gotta ask dad did you tank it on purpose no, I, I didn't. I was just like, uh, hey, you know, it'd be great. Well, I'm all, your, all your throw clothes some, go in the Throw dry. some laundry in. Uh, I was like, uh, yeah, sure. No problem. Oh, boy. But, uh, I, yeah, maybe that's a family you got to read the thing. tags. Oh, well. That's beyond reading You just tags. said, you know, throw some laundry in, not like, you know, read a bunch of stuff. <laughs> reading is next level stuff. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't bother, like, you know... If, if I was going to fold stuff for her, like, I know the fold's not going to be, like, <laughs> you know, legit. Like, a legit clothing I, fold. Well, I'm not that anal about folding. Not you give, as me bad that, as, like, you give me that folding look. You're like Pam is, like, worse because she used to work at a clothing store. Oh, man. Well, not worse. She has the technique down. That's right. <laughs> you can see what Nick does. Everything looks like it's pinned and <laughs> and he's trained me in what needs to be done. Did you fold the clothes when they came out the dryer? Because it's got to be done just then. Oh, this is such a good idea. <laughs> I now all your listeners are going to know. Look what our parents have done to us in terms of laundry. <laughs> that's great, though. And like, you're so good at it. You hang up all of my clothes. Like, you oh, my God. Like, we need to start know. laundry pods right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Tide would sponsor that. They might. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I kind of prefer, uh, what am I using these days? Cheer. They've got this apple scented one. Oh, nice. You're ruining nice. a good thing. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I love you, Tide. <laughs> <laughs> the tide was turning. <laughs> and then we brought it back. Yeah. My clothes smell great. Hmm. Oh, yeah. With Tide. That's a, we oh, are, all right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I thought that was a good and we have a daughter with no rashes, so we're quite yeah. happy yeah. too. We go for like a the hypersensitive. There you go. You have to. Yeah. You have yeah. to. Sunlight yeah. or tide. <laughs> Funnily enough. I was joking about laundry pod, but we really <laughs> wasn't. We're, we're hard on laundry pod right now. Uh, well, okay. Uh, Dan, I think it helps the fact that he did improv before we started dating because he knows what the commitment is for somebody who's trying to make it as a comedian oh yeah and how often i have to be out because i feel like a lot of guys probably wouldn't be okay with having a girlfriend you need to be at home watching me watch hockey don't you understand make me a sandwich and dan cooks so i don't (laughs) that's good you know what i mean it's it's not like he's ever gonna be like make me something because i don't not as yeah it is hard though like we've had uh discussions 
where it's been just trying to figure things out because I don't get the whole comedy thing. Like I see your investment in it. Oh which yeah. Is massive. And then I see Nick doing some of it too. And I'm, we've had massive discussions where it's kind of you like, know, why are you doing, why that? are you doing this? Aren't you wanting to be a writer? Like what's the connection here? And that's been a struggle for me because I get writing, but I don't get the rest of it. So that's, that's kind of a, a, a struggle. I think, I think it's fine. I think that's probably like a year ago or something. Yeah, and then I explained to is like I don't, I haven't picked one medium to do yet. Yeah, so sketch people. writing is up there. Improv is just like writing immediately in front of people. It's true. That's exactly a lot of people, a lot of like writers and actors uh, like improv because it. it well, you get actors, this thing immediately. Yeah. You have an audience. And for actors, it gets you out of your head, so it oh, teaches okay. you to sort of perform a little bit more naturally. Because you're you're just reacting like right then and there to the matter being thrown at you, as opposed to like, oh, how would I interpret this, you know, text? Yeah, it's the jazz of the mind. Yeah, is it the cat or a child? Hopefully, the cat. Probably a child. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> you never know. A childless cat. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, and then writers, yeah, writers use it sometimes. I mean. I am in a sketch group right now, and we use a lot of improv to figure out where our sketches are going to go. Yeah. Uh, and if you figure out, you write it down and do it again. Exactly. And it's it helps figure out, like, beats sometimes. But sometimes it's like... Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're like, uh, okay, well, this is how this scene is going to start, and it ends with either, you know, if it's a problem, right? Whatever problem. There's not enough hot chocolate in my mug. Uh huh. The the scene will either end with me getting more hot chocolate, or not. Yeah. So all you have to do is use the improv in between to figure out all the different levels of what you have to explore to determine whether or not you will get hot chocolate in your cup. Yeah, and by the end, the whale gets milked and chocolate comes out of it. That's right. Yep. Unless your scene partner blocks and said, "No, you've been drinking lemonade all along." Oh. Then it, has to start again. Yeah, then it goes into a weird new shit. place. See, even Dan understanding <laughs> improv and blocking, you know. It's important. It's important for a relationship. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate, I could understand your thing. It's like, why, why are you doing that? Because Bree's doing it. I'm like, well, no, because it's fun. And, and, like, and because I pester him to come do it. <laughs> But I think I think all it meant is that we just had to have more discussion about it to, so I could understand. Not that I need to understand, like you're your own person, but it helped to have kind of conversations about it and then understand what the connection is. That's just a good couple's tip. It's well, true. maybe. And the hours are are strange, right? So it's a nighttime thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's. Sure. I think that's your massive struggle, Nick. Is like yeah, you my... are up in the morning. You're working. You've got the kids. Yeah. And so I can't do basically any comedy stuff at all. Mm. Well, there are a lot of comedians who end up like focusing on writing, so they don't end up doing the nighttime circuit. They're just writing Funny whenever stuff. they can write. Yeah. And then usually those are the people who end up getting the you know nine to five writing gigs right well i guess not usually it depends on how good of a writer you are yeah i guess but uh, you know those those just because they're not out performing all the time doesn't mean they're not funny or do or making creating funny yeah that's true there is that 
But yeah, for the most part, like comedy is in the evening because it's entertainment. It's just, yeah, I can't it, do stand up. There's, it, it just wouldn't logistically happen. Well, yeah, stand up is crazy, right? Because you have to find stage after stage after stage. Yeah, to and when can stuff. I do? I can only do the weekends, and exactly. on the weekends, that's proper stand ups. Well, you could it's not still, like it'd be an still, open mic. There are our... plenty of open mics you could go to. On like a Saturday night? Yeah. Oh, okay. It would just be horrible. Long. long. What do you mean? Like well, cause three in the morning? Because you got the whole week. You've got the whole night, basically, to throw people on. Oh. Um, you know, like it's... I don't know. Maybe I should look into long. this. Yeah, I don't know. There, there are open mics on the weekends. Well, I was thinking, yucks. I need some stage time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't... <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, because all you would have to do is send an email to, you know, the person and be like, hey, I want to showcase. Yeah. Oh. And they might ask you if you've done it before, and that may or may not factor into whether or not you would get a showcase set. Okay. But that's... And then Yuck Yucks has, like, an amateur night. Yeah, So I you know would that. just have to send them an email and be like, I want to be on your amateur night. Wow, I wasn't being serious about this, but we actually know. Yes. I know that, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how it works in Mississauga. It might be different. It might be the same, mm-hmm. because you've got one closer here that you might be able to get. It's a good point. It's a good point. wonder what that crowd's like. Probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Usually, like... Suburban crowds are kind of happy to laugh. To get anything, yeah. 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 It's, somebody's, about... it's somebody's birthday and they're drunk already. And, yeah. You know, the, the, the tracks are, are kind of laid. Yeah, I wonder how that club is. Because we're so close to Toronto. It's like if you wanted to go to Yucks, you can go into town. To the, Yeah, to the downtown one. But a lot of the comedians who perform here in Mississauga are downtown Toronto comics. Yeah, it gives them another place to go to. Exactly. Yeah. And right. once you see who Mark Breslin is, instead of like working the room, you can just deliver your set right to, to, Mark, to Mark by staring at him directly yeah, in the yeah never eyes. breaking eye contact oh that sounds like the way to do it yeah <laughs> especially if you're a woman if, if you <laughs> if you creep him out in a personal way he you're, won't forget you you're all set yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's your technique Dan well I've never used said <laughs> technique but I imagine it's, it's in my back pocket just in case <laughs> just in case just in case Dan you're an artsy guy I'm an artsy guy. <laughs> you do music. You used to act. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did you do acting? Hmm. I, I went to acting school in 2000 and geez, I don't know, six. Okay. Seven, was that at Humber? No, it was a place called uh, Eleanor Falcher. And they did mostly, they did modeling stuff, and then they had a separate division where they had an acting school, and they would send you out, you know, casting calls for extra work or, you know, um, everything sort of in between. And, uh... How long was that? Like, how long was that school or the training? uh, The training was probably about uh, six, seven weeks. And was it, like, on-camera stuff? Um, it was a bit of improv, it was a bit of, uh, monologue, it was, it was a bit of everything, and then at the end of it, there was a showcase for sort of family and friends and the agents that would be sending you out, um, which, which was a cool process, you, uh, you learned a lot, and, um, it's, um, 
it's a fun thing to do. Um, and you were in a commercial or two, no? Yeah, you know, like extra work here and there. I, it never really um, got very much traction. But um, Dude, you should go out now. I did probably. You know, um, when I was younger, um, you know, I had long hair. I had like sort of a specific look. And, you got kind of a specific look now. Dude. And, and now, <laughs> yeah. So, so either if you have lots of hair or no hair, suddenly, like, maybe you're castable. But if you look kind of like everybody else, you may as well. You should I go, mean, you, man. Yeah. It's like, I, you've got the time. Yeah, yeah it's, you know. Um, I, you're not the, afraid of performing. Either. No, no. The the anxiety or the butterflies or the, the weak knees thing uh, never quite goes away. Especially if um, you're you're out at a casting call and, uh, and you know you really need the money. Yeah, and, but if that's not... If it's not so much of an issue anymore, it's still... I mean, maybe that takes some of the pressure off. But um, it, it does become, a, you know, a really arduous process it after a while yeah um and then if you start doing something else or you go well you know maybe i'll try this you, you can sort of put it aside for a while but you know i mean there's there's constant upkeep you have to you have to get headshots and you have to you know do that they tell you you know probably every six months and uh it just seems like a an endless uh uh, money grubbers <laughs> yeah it's like, but then you cool. might get cast as an extra on you know, murdoch mysteries oh my God, <laughs> which is cool um i think you can bring a lot of mutton <laughs> <money. laughs> you could for sure i could you know i could grow them out but uh grow out your muttons yeah i, I mean there, there's there's other um things uh especially music that i found uh there was more of an instantaneous, uh, uh, you know. There's more give back, you know. I feel. I mean, if you if you got a part and there was something good and you saw yourself on TV, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, for some people, that's that's the moon and and that's great. Um, I had more fun, you know, uh, arranging music or or you know. Uh, creative problem solving that that um then actoring yeah i mean you know i i would i would do one and then i'd do the other and then one and the other and you'd go back and forth and uh i think you know for 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 people there's always one uh sort of pursuit uh that that feels a bit more comfortable and you can you can sort of slide on like a like an old leather jacket and it feels you know right and comfortable whereas other things really do take a, a lot more of your creative energy and and uh it, you know so i mean everybody has to find out what what their own thing is their wheelhouse kind yeah, of i mean for you know it's either improv or it's sketch or it's we you know, do music too sure yeah i mean there's um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good things i think as long as you have an outlet um then you know it, it it definitely adds something more rewarding to your 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 daily life well that's, that's the creative life eh I think that's more than dan has spoken in the past 20 
I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm going home. Oh, poor Dan. Do you need another hot chocolate? I'm just going to take a nap. Okay. You guys finish up. Uh, I don't like auditioning. It's horrible. It's, it's, horrible a, it's a really nasty process. Yeah, I've been... Well, I think... I don't know who it was. Maybe someone on Marin. There it is. Um, <laughs> me, 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 uh, Talking about how you have to see the audition process as uh, just another um, a performance. Right. Like, it's, a, it's another chance to do acting, you know? You shouldn't see it as an audition. You should see it as, I'm going to go and perform. It was Jill. Jill said that. Oh, my God. Was Jill on Marin? I'm quoting Jill right now. <laughs> um, those two mixed up all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, they look so similar. That's yeah. true. There's yeah. that. <laughs> Both have impressive soul patches. Yeah. But where's Jill's? That's Whoa. what we got. No. Yeah. Whoa. Um, In Australia. That's where it's. true. <laughs> Um, she met a kangaroo. A bunch oh, of that, yeah, those are fun pictures. They are cute. But it's hard to still like go in and see it as a uh, performance, especially for I don't know, I want to say for me as a comedian, because when you're going on and you're performing, you're performing to hopefully a group of people and you're making them laugh. Yeah. Whereas if you're going into a room and you're like, talk about travel insurance, you know, it's it's <laughs> oh. not the you same. You don't even get lines to read, or yeah, well, usually oh, okay. you, I mean, you'll you get, get your sides. well, you'll get your sides, but they're not funny or if they are funny it's it's not that funny and it's not okay. certainly not natural wait a minute is it meant to be funny but it isn't sometimes it's meant to be funny like i the last one i went <laughs> oh, to was meant to be funny but i was like nobody would say words in this structure just make it your own well they do say that and then you go out there and i made a lady laugh but sometimes but then it goes down to like you don't look the way that we need somebody to look yeah it's, it's sometimes it's not even the funny thing uh, is the audition itself. The funny thing is the call that you get from your agent. Right. And what did you do? No, like, <laughs> no I mean before before the job is even offered. Oh, okay. And um, they have what's called in the business a breakdown, which is right. basically, um, you know, the uh, the, what the company or the producer. Yeah, what they're looking for. So. And they're they're so specific. Well, they're you might have so seen this thing specific. going around. Well, you wouldn't have because you're not on Twitter. The but there's an account on Twitter where they're just talking describe. about all these like we, like breakdowns for main parts, like <laughs> yeah. main women casting parts, right. and it's just like disgusting. It's, it's, it's like so. It, it's, Monica slips her svelte physique into a pair of sexy hot jeans, and you're just like. But and call bullshit on that, and you can do the same with every man character. But they don't. That's the thing. Oh really? They're like white guy, you know, male, yeah. any ethnicity, no, between this age. They're not gonna do that for a specific character, like. Yeah, they do. Male. Yeah, you know, specific age. Yeah, but that's like a background character. No. When you when you get the the, the breakdown, you realize this is you know it's not me, but this is how the world or my agent actually views me. I am X followed by Y. Follow you know. Um, one of the last calls I got was uh, it started off. I picked up the phone. My agent's name was John. I said, Hey, John, how you doing? Uh, he said, great, Dan. Uh, listen, do you own a thong? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was sort of a, a couple of beats there. And I, I said, no, John, I don't. <laughs> well, you know, you would need to go pick one up. Wow. Skittles is looking for a chubby white guy <laughs> to get up on a diving board and jump in. And I guess they're going to just impose the Skittles into the pool. 
and it's going to be like this whole thing anyway, you know. Hey, that was a huge campaign. Well, it, well, and then the funny thing is you'll see the commercial, whether you audition for it or not, and you'll see it as it comes out, and you go like, wow. You know, they, they went with, with sort of this guy who's, who's probably, you know, good or great. You know, you didn't get it. But, uh, you know, it's just funny. There's something um, almost uh, dehumanizing about the whole process. You're like, wow, you know, I'm this multi-layered individual. Well, but, but no, but you're the, but chubby white guy. guy. But you are just chubby, chubby white, white guy, guy that Skittles is looking for. It's true, right? Like, even, like, uh, your agent will tell you to take specific headshots based on the roles that you could play. Like, I had a teacher come up to me, and she's like, "Mm, you could be nurse, uh, like, maybe teacher. Uh, I could see you in, you know, like, business lady. You know, like, you're not going to be, like, uh, you know, like, sexy, uh you know, lead superhero chick, you're going to be, you're going to be the nurse. And for, like, Jill, she gets, like, cop. Yep. You know, like, uh, again, business lady. Lady, yeah. Villain. <laughs> she plays a lot of villains. Hmm. <laughs> I completely misunderstood what that thing was then. I thought it was just descriptions uh, in a script of, like, no, the, it's like the of lead the... females. <laughs> no, it's, like, of the, like, of the side. So they're, like... We like often it'd be like male, white, uh, you know, between this age and this age. Sometimes it could be like, you know, cool guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for a woman, it's often like beautiful, super specific. Yeah, like, yeah, her curves measurements. Are <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. It's so specific. It's, it's so gross. specific. And it is. It's really gross. It's a double standard, and it's completely not even noticed or frowned upon because that's what our culture expects and accepts which is good that somebody's calling out uh, calling them out on it though um, yeah yeah totally yeah. totally and okay. there needs to be more of that and the more it happens the more it will happen and then things should hopefully I th- begin I think to change even if the breakdowns did get more pc i mean they would still sort of get across what they wanted to yeah while you know, or the selection process. I mean, it would just be in the casting. Well, they guy's get yeah, head, they get all the pictures just, anyway. And yeah. So they're like, no, no, no. That's that's okay. that's what uh, they told me in acting school. I mean, you you go in, you 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 slate, you know, which is basically a funny term for you look left and then you look right. And you're and like, it, my name is yeah, Brie Larson. Say your I'm name and the, the agency you're from. But oh, so basically, you act as a slate like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, uh, um, John John Hamilton, who was who was my agent, my my last agent, said, um, uh, you know, if even if the casting agent thinks that you look like one of his neighbors who walks his dog, shits on his lawn, and doesn't clean it up, like you're not going to get that job. Yeah. I mean, that's just sort of. That's just sort of how it is. Well, right? You probably shouldn't have let your dog shit on his lawn, Dan. Well, you know. So knowing that's what the industry is like, why go into it? Because you can make money. Yeah, but of a hundred people that go into it, how many are actually making a decent amount of money? Probably like one person. I guess it depends. Depends how much abuse you're willing to take. 
Yeah, and if you don't care about the process, right? And if you if it doesn't hurt your ego, well, some people when you do, do it, it just because they want to be an actor. You know what I mean? And not everybody can be on Stratford or at Stratford. Yeah. Uh, you know, people really want to land that part on TV, and sometimes the only way you can do that is by you know amassing a couple commercials and. Oh, I saw you in That kind of uh, makes sense, though, because you're proving to somebody that you can be on set and you can be on directed. And, yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's just part of the process, which well, the is other, infuriating. The thing you're saying is, like, what the advice is always like, if you don't want to just go for nurse parts and stuff like that, then write your own thing and do it. That's another yeah. great... Well, and that's, you know, people were... That's what people said to me about live stuff. It's kind of like if you're, you know, upset that you're not getting booked on different shows or that you're just not do getting your own to, just show. do your own show. And so Bree's response to that was, I'm going to do 17 been, shows. I have a shit ton of shows now. I, I mean, you're really just a salesperson for the product or you're, you know, you look like uh, the demographic that they want exactly. to penetrate. I Ooh. mean, um, you know, it, it, it always uh, strikes me really interesting that, like, you never see, you know, massive fat slobs in McDonald's commercials. <laughs> Everybody is, like, yeah. super toned, and oh. they look great. And uh, Over here in Canada, yeah. McDonald's commercials are always shot of the hockey team after a big game. Right, yeah, <laughs> sure. Or, or, in the or summer the Olympic soccer. Guys. Yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah, because like, Olympic athletes geez. eat at McDonald's all the time. Bef- before I before I do shot well, put, I like to have a quarter pounder. You yeah, know, because yeah. it just helps me fuel get 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 it I don't know further. If shot put would be the best example. I'd say no, shot put long, guys are pretty long beefy. Distance running, maybe. You know, or yeah. if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna Fosbury flop over anything, you're oh. not gonna have a cheeseburger in your ass. Exactly. Oh, you're like the diving the high diving. Yeah. Doing that, yeah. Somebody shot. Scarfing down a double Big Mac before jumping on. <laughs> I just gotta hide these chicken nuggets so they didn't finish in my wetsuit. <laughs> oh. Sort of, you know. Where are you gonna hide them? That's in that's, your nugget tucker. Oh no! So, what's a nugget tucker? Could you imagine? That's where I tuck my nuggets. <laughs> that's usually the job that you get if you don't make it an act. Yeah, when you're you starting out, you, you become a nugget tucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you say tugger or tucker? <laughs> Either way, yeah. He is a nugget tucker. Wait. Today. <laughs> you want any special sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the honey. <laughs> I'm never gonna think about chicken nuggets in the same way. It's probably for the best, really. It's the only way I do think about chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering where the tucker is. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Usually the kids who work there. Oh. <laughs> that was the slogan that never worked for them. Gotta hide them nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Just for a little while. Uh, keep them warm. All right, Catherine. How about your auditioning process? <laughs> you don't really you. you I used do... to dance. That's oh art. yeah. I used to dance. Yeah, that's creative. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I have a fancy to all of this. Like I, it's way too real. Like as somebody who doesn't really know very much about that kind of whole area, I don't know. I always thought I could totally act. I could totally do this. I. Just, interviewed an audition for like sales jobs where it's like sell me this pen oh god and you those have are the to... worst do you I have a pen it. i stare at them really I, yeah well 
I loved that stuff. I really loved it. But it's, that's entire. That's a different world from kind of read these lines and uh, in interviewing and auditioning. And, very different. Well, totally. And just yeah. But still, people prepare the same way. Well, not the same way. Sometimes you did you used to do like preparation? Like did you used to practice what you're what you would say if people would ask you questions in a certain for your interviews? No, it was entirely improv. Um, there you go. <laughs> no, you totally smart. did practice. You'd be like focusing on your. Oh my god, I can't even remember what they're called. Competencies. There you go. Yes. Like, cause like, yeah, it is. It's I don't know. It is like you have to be a good performer to appear like good in an interview. Yeah. Well, it's acting, isn't it? You're yeah. just like you're showing them what they want to see. You're exactly. playing the part. You're hiding you know... who you really are for about fifteen minutes. Exactly. Look how well this person shits together. <laughs> It's the best version of myself. It is. a super confident version. But then it's, I don't know, it's funny because I know a lot of actors and comedians who probably wouldn't be able to do that for if their life depended on it. Do I do a real interview? Like, like a real job interview. Yeah. Without, yeah. I don't know. Losing it? seeming like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about actors, Bree? Or, or without just not committing at all. The deepest irony of them all. <laughs> Right? You need to have some substance there as well. So the only way you can do it convincingly is if you really believe yourself that you can do it. So if you're acting a scene, then you have to believe yourself. I'm presuming you have to believe yourself that you could actually be that person that you're acting out. Right. You know what I mean? And maybe if it's someone who hasn't interviewed or hasn't gone through that kind of process or whatever, it's probably so alien to them that they can't do it convincingly, mm. you know? I've been doing this stuff for years. Like, it's... You kind of know how to play the game a little yeah. bit. And it will be the same as, like, experienced actors and things when you're auditioning, I would it's guess. True. Yeah, it's just... It's very it's very different. Because, like... Uh, I was trying to, yeah, think about it. Like, the process of being, a you know, a successful artist or performer is very different than if you want to be a teacher. Like, a teacher, you go to school be a teacher and you graduate you get a job as a teacher and then you're a teacher yeah and it's not like when you're an actor you go to school to be an actor doesn't necessarily mean that the job you get when you finish school is going to be an actor you're going to do a bunch of shitty i mean a lot of people go to the teacher's college and don't land the teaching gig though well <laughs> it's the same it's the same in so many different careers like i see like I'm, I'm very very lucky like i've been working for 15 years i'm in an amazing job and it's what I wanted to do, it's a proper career kind of, I, I love it. I'm really, really lucky. But here's the and thing, how many times have people asked you to do your job for free? Oh, yeah. Uh, before, you know. Before doing your job. Before actually doing your job. Well, the nature of my employer would kind of deny that from happening. Right. But um, I have seen that happen with other people where they're doing internships right. and things to just build that experience or... They're um, leaving universities or getting in a job just to give them the money to survive. Right. Which isn't giving them the career skills and things like that. And then I mentor a whole bunch of different people who are then saying, how do I get out of this and into what I really want to do, which is kind of what you're doing? Like, how do you make that transition? And what do you tell them? Build your experience. I do like projects that kind of take you into that area. You know, it is a little bit of that do some work for free. But it's also 
you don't stop learning you keep learning and learning and learning and you don't ever get into that place where you're kind of right i'm in my job that's it go to work come home that's it right that's where i am that's not true i know because you do writing when you get yeah exactly no i meant i guess job wise your job is a means to an end your job is to give you an income yeah that's why you work yeah i just get a lot of attention from my work because they're they give the the speech that they want everyone to be these career builders and stuff, and I'm like, no, this, this is a paycheck job for me, okay? When, Just leave me alone and do my work. What <laughs> they pay you is a paycheck job. Yeah, it's yeah. They don't. They shouldn't be able to demand more than that, in my view. Yeah, they've got the balls that place, and they. I down think that's the, the nature of that industry too. Yeah. Right? Actually, no. They get free interns over there in the summertime too. I can never think about doing my job for free. It's like how that's so sad. But a lot of people do. A lot of people. It was the same when I was leaving university. There were people who were. um, I was jealous as hell of them, who were set up where they would leave and they'd go and work for like the top five accountancy firms in the UK, and they would just work there for the summer or what have you. I think it was for free. Like, it was like an internship, but it would give them not just the experience, but the contacts and the right. know-how and the, I know to go scratch that guy's back because that guy's going to set me up, you know? That was what the co-op program at my school was supposed to be. But none of the jobs I got were anything in, remotely interesting to me that I never wanted to take advantage of any of the connections. The, oh, right. You know, like, yeah. I, the first job I got was with the revenue agency. Oh. You know what I mean? I was like, the one thing that I took advantage of was their corporate softball league. Yay! You know, like, <laughs> there's some, I don't know, there's, like, what... What do I want to... I don't know. They must have been great at scoring a game. <laughs> they, they kept very close... Attention. Accurate yeah, scores. Accurate you, scores. You make an the error. stats were impeccable. <laughs> There's an error. They will find out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll follow up with you six weeks later. And not just in the baseball field. <laughs> no. Uh, but, I don't know, there are a couple different... Well, and then there are a couple jobs that were interesting, and they hired me on, you know, to work afterwards, so... But that was a co-op program, and it was paid. There are a bunch of different university yeah. co-op programs that aren't paid, and I would have been pissed if I went to a school where they're like, we want you to work for free. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. Thanks for my tuition payments and this. Because I was working like a job job in university, too, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a Star Wars character? Job job? Yeah. Job job thinks. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, but I was working at the movie theater when that movie came out. <laughs> uh, not that one. The two Clone or three, though. Yeah. Well, I don't know what my point was. Oh, yeah. people working for free. Yeah, it's brutal. It so, is. like, writers. Oh, yeah, I do. All my writing's been for free. <laughs> it's different if there's a guarantee that at the end of it that, you know... Exactly. Or there's an understanding that you go and you, you just have to you, you have to just get through it for six months, and then there's a guarantee that you're going to be... Win the prize, yeah. successful, get something But there's no the guarantee. There's not. There's yeah. not yeah. at all. The, the entertainment industry, I mean, you may as well, you know, play OLG or, you know, just do the lottery. That's... Uh, you know, Same odds. Because yeah, you can you can work, uh, and we, you know, I I won't speak for like Bree and Nick, but I see, you know, talented performers all the time that are you know insanely talented, and you know they definitely don't get the recognition they deserve or or the the break that uh, you know less talented luckier people get all the time. You know. Man, I went to see a play yesterday or a play, a musical. <clears throat> 
You remember Alan Clifford who got us or who uh, invited us to Mixed Company? Yeah. His well, he basically runs his own like live production company. He put on this show that was all mostly Second City like alumni performers, where they did like a two week run of a just completely improvised musical. So oh. every night is a completely different musical. Holy crap! And they had like a live band with like wow. uh, piano, like sax. Guitar, drums, like it was are like they a improvising musical. too, or do yeah, they? Yeah, have... they're improv. They're improvising too. Man, well, if you're a jazz musician, you're usually oh, pretty good at at improv. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, but then, but like the show was so good, like so good. Yeah, like better than stupid garbage on TV. You know, better than a lot of like live boring performances. Like, how many times do we have to see? You know, the same musicals and plays come to town over and over again. Yeah. It was so good. That makes sense. That's like, it sounds like it's the avant-garde of that art. It's like the proper, it, it's proper art as opposed to commercial stuff. But people don't get recognition for it. No. You know no. I, mean? like, I know, but that's not what it is. It's like the recognition is that you've created that. But it would be, I don't know, like stuff get, if you write a good play and eventually it gets on Broadway or whatever, you know what I mean? Like then you've... Then you've succeeded. Whereas this, I'm like, why don't, why aren't these people getting the like huge comedy jobs? Because they didn't win the lottery of the gatekeeper. Uh, like, well, because well, also the system in Canada is set up so we don't exactly have like comedians featured on television prominently unless they're Mr. D. There's Canadian comedy too. There's uh, punch drunk. Punk or Young Drunk Punk. I keep forgetting that. Oh, great, Bruce McCullough, who's been in the game for thirty. I know, but he's Bruce McCullough is like the main attraction, but he's brought on loads of other people who aren't kids in the halls. They're young actors. They're not. Oh, I thought they were comedians. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, I don't know. I think like I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you know these guys are perfectly. You know, I don't know. A lot of them are getting a lot of work because they're that good, right? A lot of them, I'll see them in different shows and plays and, you know, gig, they'll get gigs. Yep. But it's just like, there's, there's no, like, like these people are as good, if not better, than a lot of the people who have huge TV careers, TV careers in the U.S. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have huge chops to be able to do a thing like that and tour it, and do that stuff every night. And I, I mean, the, it builds uh, such incredible muscle memory for that craft. Um, you know, it, it's um, it's really impressive. They uh, they get better and better because that's that's what they have to do. Which is then why they end up going to the states because they've gotten so good here and they haven't gotten any recognition that they end up going down to the states because. Yeah. And that seems to be the, you know, the end-all, be-all. Like, if somebody taps a Canadian on the shoulder and, you know, they they go down to L.A. or they go to New York or they go to Chicago, then, you know, that's the standard for all success to be measured by from now until the end of time. Which, uh, you know, you, you want to think that, you know, as a Canadian and somebody who's, you know, uh, uh, proud of that, uh, that you would be able to make, um, you would be able to have a career that was as good, if not better, in your own country, 
but that's you know not the case at this point in in 2016. I don't know why we went on to a huge topic no, meant... about the Canadian, you know, arts. It's on, it's on my chest, man. I had to get it off. No, I'm just saying it off, it's like man. it's not like it's anything new. <laughs> I don't know that it's like just specific to the arts as well. I think it's broader. I think it can apply to other industries. Don't do as that. Well. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. What? That's gross. It's not gross. It's a plastic ice cube. What do you do? Maybe it tastes like there. juice. <laughs> oh, God, it's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but they're there and they're cold. She's putting her balls in her mouth. <laughs> well, what other industries do you, I guess, I guess most, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, just that idea that you get people who will work their ass off and they don't get the recognition or they don't get the results at the end. Then you got other people where it just seems to happen. And, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like just that kind of idea. And I mean, you were saying people getting screwed by the gatekeeper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or just, I think it's, I think it's, you know, kind of generally. Across the board kind of thing? Yeah. And I think also as well, like in terms of the different industries and what can you do successfully in Canada, I think there are some things that are more privileged in Canada and other things that will be privileged elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm lucky because my career is just as good here as it was in the UK. It's relevant wherever you go. Yeah, but like the US is like so full on. They're like crazy for like entertainment and, you know, film and everything that it makes perfect sense that, you know, people who want to really kind of, I I don't know, hit the highlights or whatever, will go to the U.S. or go to L.A. or to New York or something to find success. It's weird, eh? You it's like the default in your mind that you if you have to get success in that business, you go there. But we were just watching Netflix today, and the kids popped on this animated show from France, hmm. and it was yeah. amazing. It was co- complete different narrative style and everything, and like. Oh yeah. Well, that's you don't I... just have to rely on the stupid Hollywood to watch For your sure. entertainment. Well, and that's what where I think people get frustrated here is that they it's we not ain't like Hollywood. Yeah. We shouldn't have to put up with their yeah. stupid rules and forms. It's not like there's a lack of talent in Canada. Yeah, it's there's a lack of funding. Hmm. But with the internet and and such. Yeah, but even with the internet, it's it's hard because you still need. An audience. You still need, well, like, even in terms of making a film, you still need money to get the people to work on the film. You need, like, good quality equipment. You need good quality lighting. You need good quality sound. You need people who are going to edit the theater. All the jobs you need. And if you don't have the money, or you don't have a production company who's going to, you know, get it going for you, or you don't have a network that's going to hire a production company that's going to put the show anywhere then it's hard to even start. Yeah. What's the barrier to that? Is it like government regulation? No, it's not regulation. It's just uh, not a lot of money. Well, I think in the States, there's a lot of like uh, investment in film and and television, right? Yeah, there's like investment infrastructure, basically. But even now, I mean, the cost of doing business for American companies... Uh, in film has gone down because of where all our dollar is compared to theirs. Mm. So they can come in here and, and they can, they can produce sort of whatever they want. And I don't want to, you know, uh, disparage anybody who, who does get tapped to go down there. I mean, it's, it's yeah, awesome. Like you're, you're, sure. you're doing your thing and, and that, that still is the, the, the premier place to do it. 
it's just uh, for me personally, I wish that, um, you know, that wasn't the standard that all things were measured by. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of talent that just doesn't leave Canada and it's great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you just want to want to see it celebrated. You just want them to be rewarded more. Sure. Yeah. The same in music, I suppose. Right. Sure. Like plenty of musicians sure. who don't get. Although I feel like our music industry is stronger, probably than arts and television, and it's it's all it's all um... since the nineties. Like since the government did those CanCon which they're changes, planning on reversing, aren't they? Well, that's a great idea because there's far too much great music being made in Canada, right, so yeah. you got to curb that. It's apparently, strange. that's stupid. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, I don't know. I guess this became more of a discussion about our frustrations with the industry in general as opposed to... <laughs> couples. Couples. Things. Well, I think we came to the... Like, Dan has no struggle at all with you working, and Catherine and I have, <laughs> have found a happy um, way for it to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's not very struggling. <laughs> that's good, though. That's, like, really... That's really cool. Yeah, we should have done this earlier where there was lots of conflict when and struggle. Still struggle. <laughs> Although, Dan never had a problem with it. Because he already sort of knew how it was going to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, That's important. I, I knew, I knew sort of, uh, you know, like, like Bree said, the demands it took and, and the hours and, uh, yeah. So, so there was no, you know, big surprise. Like, you know, why, why can't we have dinner every night at a set time? I mean, that's, you know, that's just not, uh, just not the lifestyle. It's like, oh, you got a show tonight? Cool. Yeah, but it's, a, but it's a happy lifestyle. Yeah. What Dan has to do now is, like, tell me to stop sometimes. Oh, are you burning yourself out? He has to be like, you've got to learn to say no to people. <gasps> Bree, say good. no? I know. No, that goes as completely against your training as an yeah. improviser. Like, especially if you're, like, trying to, like, build on every single opportunity. You <gasps> don't want to say no and then exactly. find out that that I, was the one where that guy was going to be I there. I think it's just identifying the opportunities because, yeah. I mean, she'll get offered, you know, a ton of stuff. It's like, well, you know, you know your time's at a premium already, so what, uh, you know, which of these, well, maybe, you know, sort of is, is, is going to, you know, be, worth be the best. Time. Yeah, yeah. Be, the, be worth your time. Which one are you gonna get more out of? Yeah. Personally so and developmentally, as yeah. opposed to which are which are you just like are, are people just using you know, not using you but but using you for your whatever skills that you you know can bring. Yeah, but you have to realize that benefit. they yeah. they don't know that they're not. In this industry, they see you yeah. and they're like, "Oh, we want free." That's as far as they're thinking. They're like, "Oh, but if, are we if worth?" People can get you to do shit for free. Yeah, they will get you to do exactly. shit for free, and mm-hmm. especially in uh, in the the comedy community or the arts community or the music community. If if the, I mean, there are people out there willing to do it for free. Well, uh, so that's it, how it makes got, it very difficult. That's how to, I met most of the people sure. in this industry was yeah. by working for free. I did. Sure. I volunteered for the Canadian Comedy Awards. I volunteered for mm-hmm. the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. Through those two organizations, I met everybody I know, <laughs> which is yeah. amazing. Even me. Even, that was yeah, weird. <laughs> we lived together guys for didn't like talk. sixteen no. years before then. We still. <laughs> Good oh. thing we you, you ushered that one show for exactly. me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, there are a lot of people in the in the industry who don't go out as much and who who don't like. It's I go out a lot, you know, <laughs> f- 
for for a partner to not only recognize that but to be okay with it like for the amount that I do it is because not all comedians are out as often as I am. No, no, that's true. You're hustling. You have to, right? You, you yeah. Have well, I mean, if you want to be successful. Right. And if you love somebody, you want them to be happy doing what they're doing. Yeah, see, Catherine? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we and Don love each other. Ah! Breaking news. Well, I don't know. Oh, if actually, you... hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. If you Dan love someone, love Bree. Exactly. Bree love Dan. Uh, we'll You'll see have this. to tune in next week. <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> to find out. Well, well this is like, it's always like a big thing. It's like, am I going out too much? Do you need me to be home? You know, like, I I end up feeling guilty about that sometimes. But that's part of being in a relationship. You and know? growing like, up in our family. To... You feel right. guilty about pretty much any time you, you have you joy for yeah, me. Yeah, because yeah, you guys true. are Catholic. Yeah, right? that makes Being sense. an atheist like I... me is much more fun. <laughs> I had brothers, but I didn't grow up with my brothers. So, you know, you're kind of, like, I was kind of like an only child. So you kind of have to figure out how to, like, uh, be cool with your, your own company. So I... You know, if you're doing that from a very early age, you don't. I don't think you're the. T- I mean, I can only speak for myself, but um, other other you know people who were raised with similar circumstances, you, you don't feel like you need to be attached at the hip constantly or living on top of each other. I mean, that's um, so, so. Some couples are like that. Some though, couples are like I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's awesome. That's awesome for them. Yeah, if that's what you guys are yeah. into, yeah. and Maybe it's a working for you. Maybe different story if we have kids too. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It couldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to go out for like yeah. six hours tonight. <laughs> yeah. And do a couple sets. No, it'd have to be more organized, and there'd be uh, a give and take. Yeah. Like I'm going to give you the child and take off. Oh. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> Where's the minivan? It's missing. Uh-huh. Anyway, what was the point of this all? Struggling Valentine's is fun. Day. Oh yeah, Valentine's Day. Did you get me anything? I haven't got you anything. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I just realized earlier. I was like, shit! It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. It's not Monday. What do you normally oh give my him? God. Nothing. We have this thing, like almost. Well, it's been like almost every year. Where we'll look at each other and Nick will say, I'm just not going to do it this year. We'll treat ourselves. We'll do something different or I don't know. No. And then it'll get to Valentine's Day and he's like, here you go, honey. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then most years I think I was pretty good and I had something. But then the past couple of years I haven't. I don't care. Like, it's, do- it's total Hallmark bullshit. Yeah. It's gonna do be you guys want to end on anything? Oh. Our guests on the show. Anything oh. to, to close the episode up on? I'm looking forward to getting presents in an hour. Oh, oh my God. Oh, so God, late. it's late. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to depress everybody. <laughs> Dan? Uh, fun show. Yeah. Oh. Valentine's couple show. We should take callers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. And logistically challenging. It would be. It's not a life Boston, show. Massachusetts. You're on <laughs> well, hi, Dan. God, I want to be. I want to be Larry King so bad. <laughs> I just want to be Larry King so bad. I just want to take some calls because I don't feel like I get enough calls during the day. Aww. I'll just call you more often if you. But want. but no, I mean I need, I need I need like the set with you know the, the sort of the light the light, light behind it. Yep. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. 
Right, just take calls. Light bright of America. Or is yeah. it the world? It's the world. I'm, I'm going to talk to my, you know, like uh, an office space where Peter's like, <laughs> can I just get a pill where like I go to work, but I think I've been fishing all day. <laughs> I want to be in front of a light bright, just taking calls, wearing suspenders. And if I can get my doctor to give me a pill, I'll be okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> See, this is why Struggle she doesn't... on, everybody. <laughs> This is why she doesn't have me on the podcast. I, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Bree's banging her head against the table. You know, Catherine, do you have a closing remark? Yeah, suspenders are different in the UK. No. What do you mean? What do you mean? Stockings and suspenders. Like what uh, ladies wear, that's okay. what suspenders are. So I've got a total visual now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like kind of kinky underwear. But what do they call these then? Uh, braces. 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 They bretelles. What do they call the things that they put in the mouth to correct their teeth? Oh, it's Breton. They don't do that. Ah, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. They're braces too. Now I'm just thinking about Larry King wearing like, suspe- sexy, you know, sexy, negligee. Yeah. With that mental image in mind, everybody, go struggle off. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you want. No, do it. Oh, okay, yeah. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day.